perfect? Bang on my chest if you think I'm perfect. Go ahead, bang on it. No heart? You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. This is Patchwork Heart Ministries' Young Catholics Respond, brought to you by Breadbox Media. Now, here's your host, Bill Snyder. Thanks, Adam, and welcome to the program, everybody. I am Bill Snyder. This is Young Catholics Respond, and thank you so much for being a part of our ministry and tuning in to our program today. I want to remind you that you can always go over to our website, patchworkheart.org, to find out more about our ministry and more about our radio shows, our guests that we have on the radio shows. Please go over to patchworkheart.org and check out our website. And don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list. If you do so, you're going to get a wonderful free resource called the Fearless Scriptural Rosary. And that is a wonderful, wonderful devotional for these uncertain times that we're living in. But I don't want to spend too, too much time talking about ourselves today because I have a wonderful guest. Her name is Kennedy Hare. She is a young Catholic professional with an incredible comeback story. She has survived a horrific, life-threatening car accident and multiple athletic injuries. She details this amazing story in her book, Through the Crosshair. Uh, welcome, Kennedy, to the program, and thank you so much for being a guest on Young Catholics Respond. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, wonderful to talk to you. And uh, so you have an amazing journey, and uh, and I, I know a little bit of it, but uh, I want our listeners to know it. So if you would share with us uh, your journey, and of course, we can't pack in the entire book. This is not a book on tape, folks, so you're going to have <laughs> to buy the book. But, um, but, but Kennedy... Um, Give, give us your faith journey. Give us your faith walk. So I grew up in a Catholic household, you know, um, baptized, uh, reconciliation, confirmation, all of that. Went to Catholic school, uh, St. Francis de Sales in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. And so I've always, faith has always been a big part of my life. And then when I was a freshman in high school, I was in a serious life-threatening car accident, like you said, and that almost took my life. So truly, I should not be here right now. Um, words from the surgeon and every other doctor that I, you know, came in contact with on that day, January 26th of 2014. Um, so waking up, waking up in, in the hospital alive after looking at my best friend at the time saying, you know, this is it for me, you know, I'm, I'm going here, like I'm done, um, was a game changer for me as far as my faith goes. You know, I truly saw the impact that God can have on somebody's life, mine personally. Um, in terms of the surgeon, I was a miracle. I still am to this day and no one can ever take that away from me. So right now I try to live life to the fullest every day. And I was told I was never going to play volleyball again. Um, my goal was to play in a tournament in April when after this car accident in January and, you know, the surgeon's exact words to my parents were, you know, like she can dream. So at, the, at, at that point, it was just, you know, be happy you're here type thing. And I ended up doing that, um, went on to play Division One college volleyball, actually, at two different schools, Coastal Carolina and North Carolina at Charlotte. I graduated in three years, um, which was one of my biggest accomplishments, one of my biggest goals. And through that whole process, through the car accident, having two knee surgeries after that, um, having all the odds stacked against me, back against the wall, you know, target on my back type thing. I wouldn't have been able to do it without without God, without my faith being strong, without giving all the glory to God through wins and losses and trials and tribulations and 
Um, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today without him, but at the same time, you know, I'll, I'll admit to anyone that of course there were times where I sat there and I, you know, just looked at him and said, you know, why me? Like, why is this happening? Um, why, why can't I just have, you know, the easy road or whatever. I've, I've never had an easy road. Anyone that knows me could, could tell you that. So I could get emotional like my mom right now <laughs> talking about it, but it's been, it's been a long time coming and I have accomplished, you know, a lot of goals in my life that some people, you know, never do. So yeah. it's been, it's been a pleasure to be a division one college athlete as hard as it was. That is really the main point of my book besides, besides the faith and how I never would have done it without God. A main thing was how politics have got, got in the way of my, you know, college athletic career. And it really affected me. And I had to find myself outside of a sport. So when I was 14 in my car accident, I, that was my first time finding myself outside of a sport, but in college, more injuries, you know, that yeah. sidelined me, made me realize like truly the only thing that matters is that I am a child of God. And in his eyes, I'm, I'm always going to be enough. And so is everybody else, despite, you know, setbacks, comebacks, injuries, not so honestly, at the end of the day, I'm just happy to be here. And I wouldn't be here without the big man upstairs and everything that he's done for me. Yeah. You know, you said a couple of things in, uh, in, in just talking there that I want to touch on for people. Cause I think they're really important, especially for young people, uh, to realize, you know, um, it's, it's amazing what a disaster or a life-threatening injury can do uh, to, to somebody and, and move them closer to God, right? Uh, I, I would love to know some of the moments, you know, where, where you were asking, why me? Why, why did this happen to me? How did that move you closer to God, and how did he reveal himself? Were there any moments where he really revealed himself to you in a powerful way, uh, whether it be in the hospital or through some of the injuries, through some of your friends? Were there any moments in there that were like, uh, man, God, I can feel your presence? Um, a big thing for me would definitely be, you know, right after the car accident. Like I said, I did look at my friend and say, you know, as my eyes were rolling back in my head, it, that it was over for me. Um, there's... They call it the golden hour. You have an hour to get to the hospital after a traumatic incident. And, you know, my stomach was cut in half. I had a hole in my small intestine and duodenum. And so I got there in 59 minutes. So after hearing that information, that was a big sign of God. Um, hearing that I was a miracle from the surgeon, that was another sign. Um, hearing that I'd never play volleyball again and doing it, another sign. So, but like you said, where I would say, why me? I mean, I've always been a very independent person. And I've never wanted to have to rely on anyone for anything, really. And there were like I couldn't even tie my own shoe. I couldn't even, you know, get reach something high up in a cabinet or um, take a shower, or brush my teeth, like brush my hair. I couldn't do anything by myself. Um, and so I remember it perfectly clearly as I was literally sitting on my kitchen floor trying to tie my shoe. And I just started crying like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, I've never have to, had to be in, be dependent and now I'm fully dependent. I can't do anything by myself. Um, and so that was the biggest moment for me where I truly was like in a crippling state of what is happening? Like, is there any way I can possibly, you know, come out of this? So Jeremiah 29, 11 is what I have leaned on. And the more I, you know, I actually is around my neck right now. The more I see it, the more I say it. 
for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Um, that's where I really saw God is, you know, in, in the Bible and daily scriptures, things like that. And just seeing little, little stepping stones that were at, for me at the time, milestones, um, because some people never come back from that mentally, emotionally, physically. And, you know, I'm here today to, to say, I've come back in every aspect. You know, I have my days, we all do, but God has prevailed like as he always does. Yeah. It's amazing. God always wins and he, and and he wins in, in your story so beautifully and so powerfully. Um, you know, I, I wonder if you can tell, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what, what it's like to even, to even go from, from where you are. And I, and I've seen some of the pictures of your, you know, of you laying in the hospital. I think some of them are in your book too, right? Did you put yeah. some of the pictures in the yeah. book? Yeah. yeah. So, 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 folks, when you get this book, and then and then you see her, um, you know, playing Division One uh, volleyball, right? Like that's incredible. And maybe just touch a little bit on that journey and and the discipline that athletics provides people. Like there's there's something about athletics that that um, you know will because it gives you a a goal. It gives you a regimen. It gives you uh, so many great life lessons. Talk just a little bit about, you know, having, having that goal and um, being able to achieve it with, with God's help. And, and were there people along the way that you impacted, you know, either people that were saying, there's no way she's ever going to be able to do this. And, and people that were maybe putting you down in some way that you ended up helping transform through the grace of God. So honestly, I, I was someone who actually had to deal with a lot of, you know, bullying and negativity in high school. Um, myself and all my, you know, siblings, we all wanted one thing was, was to play a sport at the highest level. And that means you have to, you know, do things that people don't do, or you have to not go to things that people do go to. And so I, you know, had my days where I struggled with that, but I knew what my ultimate goal was. I wanted to play division one college volleyball and truly there was nothing that was going to stop me from that unless I just physically wasn't capable. And so that's what was told to me actually. But, um, the goal, you know, the goal was never changed. It was, it was always there. And a year after my car accident, I actually went on to be in the national championship for my club team. So that was another sign where I knew, you know, I could, I could do it. Um, a knee surgery after that, you know, one before that and one after that yeah. was, was a struggle for sure. But the college, whether you play, you know, sports in middle school, high school, college or beyond, there's a whole different type of dedication and drive, motivation, perseverance that you have to have, especially at the college level, especially at the division one level, but any level, um, to commit to doing that. Um, you really, they say you sign your life away and <laughs> you really kind of do. So, mm -hmm. you know, you, you don't really have much, much time to do, to do things for yourself. You're on a very tight schedule. You know, you're doing eight. I personally took 18 college credits most, most semesters, but you usually people take 12 and you know, you're practicing 40 hours a week. And so it's a full-time job. Um, it takes, it takes a lot to be a college athlete and I respect everyone who's done it at every level, three, two, one, NAIA, whatever it may be, because those life lessons that you learn, the discipline, 
commitment, um, time, uh, priorities, not procrastinating, all of that, I would have never been as been as good at it without college sports. Um, you know, my, mm-hmm. my biggest fear was always being late to a workout during daylight savings time or something, <laughs> because, you know, you don't want to know the punishments if you, if you are. So, and, you know, I, I've always had a drive like that. And a lot of people have a drive like that without playing sports, but a competitive college sports can really, you know, bring that side out of you. And during the job interview process, you know, you either love college athletes or you strongly dislike them. And so the love for them usually kind of trumps the, the hate for them, but because people know how, what it takes to be, to be one. So I talked a lot about it in my book about how it's just debilitating and just so hard at times. And you wonder why am I even doing this? Um, especially if you're not on full scholarship. So I would never, I mean, I, I wouldn't tell anyone to not do it. I mean, I, I would be honest as I am in my book and as I am right now about how, how hard it really can be, but there, there's a different, there's something to say about college athletes. And, you know, like I said, even athletes at a, at a younger age, because it takes a lot of time and you have to give up a lot of things that, you know, the average person wouldn't really give up. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's so amazing. And your journey uh, is truly inspirational. I know there's a lot of young people out there listening to this program right now, uh, resonating with it. Uh, I have to take a short break here, Kennedy, but when we come back, I want to talk with you more about the book uh, and how people can get it and all of those things. And and really uh, what inspired you to to take this and put it into uh, the written word. So we're going to take a short break here on Young Catholics Respond. We'll be right back after these messages. I'm Bill Snyder. Don't go anywhere. Judy Hare was a bankrupt, homeless, drug-addicted college dropout on the brink of divorce, but is now a seminary graduate and devoted wife and mother of four children. What happened? Find out in her autobiography, Shattered, How God Restored My Heart and Life. Her journey of faith has been called brutally honest, truly inspiring, profound, heartbreaking, and life-changing. Shattered is available now for only $15 on her website, judyhair.com, on amazon.com, or at your local Catholic bookstore. As Judy says, it is never too late to become the person you deserve and desire to be. So stop wishing for change and start doing something about it by reserving your copy of Shattered today. Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563 Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147 or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org. The words spoken by Our Lady of Guadalupe to Juan Diego nearly 500 years ago are almost too good to be true. Asking that a temple be built at the site of her apparition, she promised, 
that here I will give all my love, my compassion, my help, and my protection to all those who love me, cry to me, seek me, and who have confidence in me. Here I will listen to their weepings and alleviate all their sufferings, necessities, and misfortunes. My name is Alan Napleton and I live in Dallas, Texas. I have visited her shrine in Mexico City dozens of times, bringing my own petitions and have found Our Lady to be true to her word. Over the years, I have brought hundreds of pilgrims to this holy place without incidents and have now founded Viva Guadalupe, a nonprofit that provides safe and inexpensive pilgrimages to Our Lady's shrine. If you would like to take our Blessed Mother up on her promise and learn more about how you can visit this special place of grace, please visit vivaguadalupe.org for more information. Hi everybody, Bill Snyder here. Just want to thank you for listening to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. And as a founder of Patchwork Heart Ministry, we have so much more going on than just our podcasts. Check it out at patchworkheart.org. At times it seems like the world today is filled with so much division, bigotry, and hatred. So it's up to us to make sure that we get back to the basics, and that is Jesus Christ and his message of faith, hope, and love. Faith, Hope, Love with John and Morgan Bender is a new project that seeks to do just that by engaging and inspiring Catholics within the Archdiocese of Milwaukee and beyond. Read personal faith stories, interviews, and news all by visiting the Faith, Hope, and Love blog.blogspot.com or follow us on Twitter at Johnny Bender MKE. Your heart is always beating, but you never have to think about it. Welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder. Hey everybody, welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Today my guest is Kennedy Hare. She is a uh, young Catholic professional with an incredible, incredible faith journey and story that you just want to hear over and over again. And uh, she has a book out called Through the Cross Hair. I'm going to spell that for you, C-R-O-S-S-H-E-H-R, which is also how you spell her last name. So uh, make sure that you check it out. Uh, but, but Kennedy, I want to find out, you know, you really talked about your, your, you know, your journey, your journey of faith, which is so inspirational in the first half of this, uh, of this interview. But I, I want to transition a little bit about, you know, to understanding how uh, you decided at, at really such a young age to, to take this and place it in uh, the written word in a, in, a, in, in a book that just came out er- earlier this year in May. So uh, talk to us a little bit about the creation process of 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 this book so i originally started it my freshman year of college college volleyball um and i wasn't really sure if i wanted to do it the the beginning was more so as kind of like a coping mechanism for me for just the um the mental emotional and physical you know trauma. um trauma struggles, trauma. Yeah, I guess. Thanks that, um, that I was going through at the time, it was more of a coping mechanism, but when I got more, when I got more into it, I kind of realized that a lot of the things that I was saying, people need to hear, whether it's about faith, about sports, about, you know, just feeling like so alone. Um, you know, a lot of people have, a lot of people deal with those struggles. So I got to the point where I, I made a decision. I was, I was going to write a book. I, you know, had changed the deadline probably five different times, 
but I did end up finishing it as, as we all know now. Um, and honestly, I'm glad I took that long because if I would have published it any sooner, I wouldn't have been able to portray what I wanted to portray or get, get out everything I needed to get out. So while a lot of it is based on setbacks and the comebacks that I personally, um, personally went through, it is, it is about faith. It is about, um, how, you know, feeling alone can really put you in a, put you in a corner that you don't really know how to get out of necessarily. So that was something I knew young people, middle-aged, older athletes, non-athletes could all relate to. Um, so that's why I tried to kind of make it an overall thing with God being, you know, the center and knowing at the end of the day that you are enough, no matter who tells you that you're not or how you feel on some days. And, you know, I have to, I'm, I can be honest right now and say there are times where I read those parts in my book because I struggle too. So it's, I'm so happy that I got the chance to, to write it. It was the biggest struggle for me was just trying to make sure that I didn't portray any, any, anything or anyone in a negative light as much as just tell my story from my perspective. And no one, no one can take that away from me. No one can take away, you know, what I personally went through, the trauma I endured physically, emotionally, mentally. Um, so that's where I, I really had to put my foot down and say, like, you know, people, people want to hear this. People want to hear my story. I could really inspire a lot of people. And it's only been out a few months and the amount of love and messages I've gotten has been unbelievable. I'm hoping, you know, a lot of, a lot more people can hear about it and read it. Um, even if you're not an athlete or even if, even if you are kind of questioning your faith, hopefully, you know, my book could help you be solidified in the fact that God is really the only thing that is going to get you through everything. So at the end of the day, I finished it in around May. And so I guess three years or so was the final, <laughs> final number, but coronavirus was what really prompted me to finish it. I said, you know, I'm at home. I have college classes but I, i'm home all day i have literally no excuse like there's no excuse to not finish this so <laughs> march to may you know i've i've never typed more in my life i mean <laughs> there was a google document of like 200 pages so right. um thankful for my mom she helped me get to the publishing process with her publishing company ingram spark and a bunch of people um who helped me with my book editing emily hickey um, cover people, Natasha Morehouse, Shelby Ladwig. Um, there's so many people I'm probably forgetting, but if you help me with my book, thank you. Um, I'm so happy to have it out right now. And I'm, I'm really just, honestly, the only thing I, I wanted to do with it was really touch some, if I could touch one person's heart or change one person's life, then I did my job by publishing it. Um, I actually just took some pictures with it the other day. Um, just to kind of, you know, remind myself that this, this is, was a big accomplishment, no matter, you know, who, who says otherwise, and just to try to get, get it out there for, for more people to see and get to experience. Because if you are going through something that I happen to have gone through, it's, it's awesome to be able to read something knowing that, you know, someone else got through it. So you can too, through my faith and through the works of God. 
grace of God. Yeah, you know, um, one of the one of the things that I think is really incredible is how when you when when you put uh, this this into words and and in a public way, you know, when you decide, okay, I'm going to write this, and you know, I'm going to move forward to this. This is what God is calling me to do because my my story is not necessarily about me right there you know you know the reason why you went through all of what you went through was was for a purpose and and and, and your book kind of gives a definition and a purpose for all of the pain all of the all of the struggle all of the you know trauma the emotional stuff all all of that stuff that you had to go through now has purpose and that purpose is to help other people and there is a physical reminder of that to help other people with a copy of your book, right? I mean, I think that that's such a cool, um, you know, insight to have and, and and to have at even such a young age. I mean, just to be able to say, listen, I want to help other people and you don't necessarily have to go through all of the things that I have been through. You don't have to go through, uh, you know, almost losing your life in a in a car crash. You don't have to go through all of the stuff that I've been through. But um, if if I can make it through this, maybe you can make it through whatever you are going through, however great, however small um, those those trials in somebody's life is, it doesn't necessarily have to be equal to what you went through. Um, and so that is, that is such a beautiful, um, a beautiful insight. And, and to recognize that at your age, um, you know, you know, I, I, I hope you've got another one, uh, <laughs> another book in you after, after oh. this, you know, because, because you've got such a great perspective. You got such a great perspective. Um, I, I, I want to talk a little bit, uh, as we're kind of winding things up here, um, and time is running out just with how people can get it, uh, and how people can get in touch with you because oftentimes, uh, you know, people listen to this on the radio, uh, or on their phone and, uh, and they say, Hey, you know, man, the Holy Spirit really spoke to me. So how can people get in touch with you and, and how can people get a copy of this book, uh, you know, going forward? Honestly, I, I hope the Holy Spirit spoke to somebody or some people. I hope I touched somebody's heart today. Um, you can get in contact with me through Instagram or Facebook. It's just my name. Um, and he spelled it out for you. H E H R and or email just my first and last name at hotmail um messenger anything like that you can buy the book from amazon.com or you can get it from me directly and then i will personally sign it and write a note to whoever it may be going to if you wanted to buy it for yourself or for a friend or a family member um i personally sign every single one of my books that goes out from me um and so either way you can, it's just, either way, it's really the same price, um, $25. So if you have Amazon prime, you might get it a little bit faster, but with, with COVID you might actually get it faster from me. So either way, either way works. But as of right now, as far as I know, those are the only two ways to get it. Awesome. Uh, you know, that's, that, that's great stuff. Again, uh, just to give you the information, uh, Kennedy H E H R at hotmail.com. Uh, is your email. So if, if you'd like a copy of the book directly signed, all that stuff, 
just email Kennedy um, or, of course, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, same thing, Kennedy, H-E-H-R. Uh, and and uh, she'll be able to, you know, interact with you and, and, and talk with you. But, you know, I mean, I'm sure that's, you know, what social media is there for, too, right? If people have questions or just want to send you a note. Uh, about your uplifting story, uh, which I'm sure you're getting plenty of anyway, right, uh, through this process. So, Kennedy, thank you so much uh, for for coming on uh, the program and, and being here. I uh, hope to have you back. Uh, it's going to be uh, going to be wonderful to see how the book does uh, over over this year. So, thank you so very much, uh, and and it's really been a pleasure having you on today. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Like I said, hopefully, hopefully, I touched at least one person today. Oh, and please reach out to me. Even if you don't want a book, I would love to hear from you guys. It's That's my favorite thing or any connection I can make, anyone I can um, get in contact with. That's my favorite part. So please reach out. I would love to talk to any of you. Awesome. And and know that you've touched at least one person because you've touched my heart. So that's, oh, uh, you know, that's important uh, to note. And I'm sure many, many more. Uh, well, folks, uh, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, if you missed anything in, in the interview or you want uh, to listen to it again, if you're listening on the radio, head over to our website, patchworkheart.org, and you'll be able to listen to the complete interview. Again, if you're catching this about halfway through or something on the on the uh, you know radio or whatnot, go ahead over to patchworkheart.org. You'll be able to hear the entire recorded uh, episode on our website. So thank you uh, to Kennedy Hare as my guest uh, today. And thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart. You've been listening to Young Catholics Respond, a radio initiative of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at patchworkheart.org. Or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry.